Paragimel Mishnah Yud. Hanod the Mishov Se Shabbos. A person makes a nether, he's not going to have benefit from anybody that's a Shov Se Shabbos, from anybody that keeps Shabbos. Asr be Yisrael, Asr be Kusim. He's prohibited then from having benefit from any Yisrael. And he's prohibited from having any benefit from any Kusi. Because even Kusim are included in the Shov Se Shabbos, because they're commanded Al Shabbos Vishov Ba. They are commanded to keep Shabbos and they rest on the Shabbos. But of course, it's, you're permitted to have benefit from Goyim. And even even from a guy who's resting on Shabbos. They're not commanded to keep Shabbos. So Klai Yisrael is commanded to keep Shabbos. Even a Kuzi is commanded to keep Shabbos. And therefore, from Yisrael, from a Kuzi, you cannot have benefit. But from a guy, you could have benefit. Even if the guy is keeping Shabbos, because he's not commanded to keep Shabbos. Now, who are the Kusim? So, they actually bring a beautiful um, piece over here in the introduction by the Kahati, but I'll just jump through it because it's pretty long. And the Kusim, you know, in short, they came from the city of Kuta, and the king of Ashur had placed them in the cities of Shomron, and they had converted to Yiddishkeit based off an episode that happened with lions that were attacking them. And there's a machlokas of whether their conversion was, you know, um, a good conversion or not, or not a good conversion. Initially, of course, it didn't look like a good conversion, because it was more out of fear of you know, this attack that happened to them than wanting to join the Jewish people. But later, some say that they really did a complete, a complete conversion, you know, emistic from their heart. So it's my focus whether their conversion was good or not. Um, check the intro over here in Mishnah Yudah Nikahati for uh, a detailed explanation. But the point, regardless, is, is that they are still commanded to keep Shabbos, and therefore they are included in this nether that you cannot have benefit from them. What about me? A new nether. A guy makes a nether. He's not going to have benefit from anybody that eats garlic. Because there was a takanas of Ezra. That they were knowing to eat garlic on Friday nights. It helps a man, um, you know, give off Zerah when he's having marital relations. And therefore they would eat garlic Friday nights. The Tamid Chachamim would be Meshamish, their wives, on Friday nights. So they had this takana in place. So he says, I'm not going to eat Shum. I'm, I'm sorry, he says, I'm not going to have benefit. I know there. I'm making a promise, a nether, that I don't have any benefit from those that eat garlic. He's prohibited from having benefit from any Israel and even from any Kusi. Even the Kusim were keeping this takana to eat shum, to eat garlic on Friday nights. And therefore, he's prohibited to have benefit from any Israel or from any Kusi. But if a person makes a nether, He's not going to have benefit from anybody that is only Yerushalayim, anybody that goes up to Yerushalayim, meaning people that are Ola Rego, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, right, on the high holidays, they go up to Yerushalayim, bring Karbanos. So if he says, I'm not going to have any benefit from anyone that's Ola Yerushalayim, Asr be Yisrael, he's prohibited to have any benefit from any Yisrael. But Umutu be Kusim, now he's permitted to have benefit from the Kusim. Why? Because the Kusim, She'ena Kusim Bechlal, they're not included in the category of Ola Yerushalayim. Because they actually hated Yerushalayim. And they wouldn't go on the high holidays or on the, on the Yom Tov in Yerushalayim. Rather, they chose, you know, Har Gerizim as their place of like the Makkah Makadosh, of, as, if, like, as if that's where the Beis Hamikdash, you know, could be, and that's their holy place. So therefore, they hated Yerushalayim, they didn't go there, and they're not included in the Ole Yerushalayim. So if a person said, I'm making a net, not to have any benefit from those that are Ole Yerushalayim, he cannot have any benefit from a Yisrael, but he could have benefit from a kusi. Okay, Mishnah Yud Aleph, and with this we'll complete the parak. 
Homer, when it says, Konum Shini Nana Milukne Benoach, he says, I'm not having any benefit from Benay Noach. Right? Another Shloyana Michel Benay Noach, from the sons of Noach. Mutter be Yisrael. He's permitted to have benefit from Kla Yisrael. Even though the, uh, uh, Kla Yisrael is also from the children of Noach, right? We come from Noach. Nevertheless, it's permitted to have benefit from them. The Bishay Yisrael Enim Quim, because Yisrael are not called Benay Noach, they're called Benay Avram. And therefore, you can have benefit from a regular Jew. But but the Umos Olam, Shkol Umos Olam, all the nations of the world, they're the Bnei Noach, and therefore you're prohibited to have benefit from, from, from the nations of the world. What about a person says Konam Shein and Elazar Avram? He says I'm not going to have any benefit from the seed of Avram. Also um, be Yisrael. So then he's prohibited to have any benefit from any Yisrael. The Af Begarim, even from a convert, you cannot have benefit. Because they're included in the seed of Avram, as the Pasuk says, Ki av hamon But umutr olam, of course, he's permitted to have benefit from the nations of the world, even from the sons of Ishmael, who was the grandson of Avram, right? Because the Pasuk says, Ki yitzchak That through Yitzchak, you know, are we called the children of Avram Avinu, not from Yishmal. And you're also permitted to have benefit from the children of Esav. Because again, we say, Yitzchak. Meaning, the seed of Avram is from the children of Yaakov, and not from Yishmael, and not from Esav. So even though Yishmael and Esav came from Avram, you get a benefit from the nations of the world, or from the Yishmaelim, but not from Kla Yisrael. What is, and that's when he says, uh, what did he say? He said, Konam el Avram. Right? So the other was, to the Zerah Avram, so you can't have, cannot have benefit from Kla Yisrael, but you could have benefit from the nations of the world. All right. What about Konam She'eni Nene Le Yisrael? He makes a nether. I'm not going to have benefit from a Yisrael. So now, Lokeach Be'yoter Umokar Be'pachos. He can buy for very expensive and sell for very cheap. Meaning, he could still do business with a Jew as long as he overpays what he's buying, right? More than its value. And if he's selling something, he sells it for less than the value. Because if he does it like that, he's not, having benefit, he's, not having benefit, he's not having any benefit from a Jew. Granted, he's doing business with them, he's conducting business, but there's no benefit if he's, if he's overpaying and underselling. She Yisrael manly, but if he says, Kona, make an edit that Yisrael cannot have benefit from me, then the opposite, buy super cheap, buy undervalue, and then sell overvalue. Meaning, if this guy can find a Yisrael, that's willing to lose out in business, so then he could buy from him, you know, uh, buy from him less than what the product costs, and he could sell to him more than what the product costs, and even though he's doing business with him, the Yisrael he's dealing with is getting totally ripped off. So, the Nimsa She'ein HaYisrael, and the Yisrael is not having any benefit from him. So he could find the Yisrael that wants to do business with him on that kind of standard, and those conditions, then goes into hate. Granted, he's doing business with him, but you're not really giving him any benefit because you're ripping him off in both scenarios. What about She'eni Nene Lahen Vehen Li? He says, Konam, that I'm not going to have any benefit from Yisrael, and the Yisrael is not going to have any benefit from me. So now, Yehen El Anachim, he can have benefit from the Gaim. Aval Amrizal, but Klayisal, Asalo, you cannot do any kind of business, because he just totally cut himself dry over here with this kind of nether. What about Omar Konam She'eni Nene Mila Arelim? He says, I'm not going to have any benefit from an Arelim. Those that are an arah that are not circumcised, shenader shloyena mishal arelim, muter be arle yisrael. He's permitted to have benefit from a Jew that is an arah, a Jew that's not circumcised. For example, 
if you have somebody that his brother, if a person's brother died through bris milah, so then, the, the, then you know, this person does not get a bris milah because it's the kind of that he might die also. He's a good Jew. He just never had a bris milah, and rightfully so. So you're actually permitted to have benefit from that kind of person, Aral Yisrael. But for also you're prohibited to have any benefit even from those that are circumcised among the nations. For example, Avraim, the, the, the Arabs, Shemalamas, when they circumcise themselves, you're still prohibited to have any benefit from the Arabs, from the, from the, from the nations of the world, even if, they're, even if they have a bris milah. And if he says, Konam lamulim, but if he says Shinada, he makes a promise, he's not going to have any benefit from the Mulan, from those that, have, that are circumcised. Also, Ba'ali, so he's prohibited to have any benefit from those that are in Ari Yisrael, from someone that's not circumcised in Yisrael, Umutr, Umos. And he's permitted to have benefit from uh, circumcised people of the nations. Why? The whole point of the Nether was to exclude the nations of the world from the Nether. She'ena Arla Kruya. El Hashem because in Aral Sheena Korim Aralem, who do we call Aralem? El Gayim Bavad, we only call it Gayim as Aralem. Shneim, as the pasuk says, Kichal Gayim Aralem, all the Gayim Aralem, v'chol Beis Yisrael Arle Leiv, v'Aimer v'Hayah Pelishti Haaral Hazeh, v'Omer Penetis Machna Benos Pelishtim, Penta Alozna Benos Haer Aralem. We kind of from these pesukim we see Shekol Gay, any Gay is called the Shem Aral. Even if he has a bris milah, the goyim had this name of an aral. Even if they're not circumcised, since he's obligated in the mitzvah of milah, he's included in the category of the milah those that have a bris milah. Okay. And now, once we're discussing all this you know, bris milah stuff, we're going to be able to discuss a little bit of you know, drasha about bris milah. Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah, Omer Rebbe ben Azariah says, Me'usa ha'arla, that uh, the, the Arla, a wicked person, as a Gnai in a scornful way, is called, is called an Arl. As the Pasuk says, All the Gayim are Arelim. So you see that the word Arl is used in a scornful manner. We're talking about the wicked people, they're called Arelim. If you don't have a Brismila, um, it's, it's, you're deemed an Arl. And the Rishom are called Arelim. It's, it's, it's not a good thing. Rabbi Shmolam or Gedela Mila. Mila is so great, it's so chashiv, the mitzvah of Mila. Shenichasu Allah, Shlosh Asri Brisos. That there were 13 treaties um, set on it, meaning the Parsha, where Mila is commanded. So the, the word Bris is mentioned 13 times. Rabbi Yossi Omer Gedela Mila, Shadechas Shabbos Hachamura. Mila is so great that it pushes off Shabbos, because we learn that on the eighth day you do the Bris Mila. Even if that eighth day is Shabbos, so I can push off Shabbos. Rishub and Karcha, Aimer Rishub and Karcha says, "Gedela Mila, Mila is so great." That for the great Sadik Moshe Rabbeinu, all of his merits did not stand for him even one moment. What happened? The pasuk in Shemot says, Hashem Amiso." Moshe was traveling, and he did not give a bris milah to his son, and a snake came and started swallowing up Moshe Rabbeinu. And Zipporah, his wife, took out a rock and right away gave a bris milah to his son, and the snake speared him. But you see from over here, if not for the fact that his wife was doing the bris milah on his son, it's possible he would have been killed. And even though the great tzaddik Moshe Rabbeinu, his merits would not have stood for him at that moment, and it was the bris milah that saved him. Rabbi Nechemia says, Mila has the power to push off tzara'as, 
Meaning, what does that mean? So the halacha is that if a person gets a tzaras, there's a negative commandment, a law, you cannot cut it off. However, if the tzaras is on the makam of the milah, you can perform the mitzvah of bris milah, even though you may be cutting off the tzaras along with the bris milah, that doesn't bother us. Because the mitzvah of bris milah will push off the law of not to cut off a tzaras. Rabbi Omer, Rabbi says, G'dayla milah shikalam, avinu, shalim, the great Am Avinu, he was not called a shalim, a complete person, until he went ahead and did the mitzvah of Brismila. As we learn from the Pasuk, it says, Hezhalech lefanai, go before me. Go before me with the mitzvah of Mila, and then tiyatamim, then you'll be complete. Up until you do the mitzvah of Mila, you're still like a balmum. You have this blemish on him. You're still an, you're still, you still have the arla on you. Once you do the mitzvah of Mila, then you'll be a complete person to me, says the Kaddish Baruch to Avim Avinu. So the great Avim Avinu wasn't considered a shalim, wasn't complete until he did the mitzvah of Bismila. And Davar Acher, one last shot, G'dayla Mila she'el Malihi, le'bar Kaddish Baruch Hu es olamo, if not for Bismila, Kaddish Baruch would have not created the world. Shnemar, Kaimar Hashem, im le'birisi yom avayla, chukas shemayim v'aretz le'samti, l'unar apidrush, that Brisi yom avayla is referring to Zui uh, Brismila. This is the treaty of the Brismila. She kayemis begufa, which is mequim in the person's body, yomam malala, by day and by night. The Brismila is always there. So if not for the Brismila, Akash Baruch would have not created the world. So that concludes Perak Yid Aleph. That concludes, I'm sorry, Mishnah Yid Aleph and Perak Gimel. And we see how valuable and chashev the mitzvah of Mila is.